You are listening to the Life as a Man podcast, episode one. If you haven't checked out our trailer, we invite you to do so. Otherwise, we're going to debut our podcast by discussing our university experiences and struggles, our habits and motivations, and some interesting family stories. Uh, we hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Business, eh? Yeah. You liking the oh, business dude. courses? Uh, I mean, the ones I've taken so far are like, like with the finance one, they, they it's very like entry level stuff, like definitely stuff you could learn online for free. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like learning now. I mean, I just, I take a lot of online courses, man, you know, LinkedIn. There you uh, go. Yeah. I was on that for a while. Yeah. Honestly. but Yeah. They're interesting. They're actually like, they're pretty well made too. Um, but Coursera looks pretty cool. Yeah, there's, there's a, there's a really interesting ones on that. I did like yeah. dude, for for like three years or something. I would just grind like programming lessons. Like yeah, I day. tried to get into that. I I signed up for Code Academy, but it's just like that stuff is not for me, man. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> you know me. Like I couldn't figure out my mic with a USB. Oh yeah, that was actually so brutal, man. Yeah. Like yeah. That would that would make me lose a bit of faith in, in your ability to sell data services, but Okay, come on. But we're working on Come on. You're learning, come man. On, no, man. it's all good. To each their to yeah. each their own, right? Yeah, the student will overcome the master pretty soon. Oh, you maybe. never know. But I um, never know. Yeah, the online courses are, are a good one and it's something like dude, I tell people all the time, like, you should be getting on this like getting to learn like try to learn these high value skills man they're gonna be way more useful than what you're learning in school um yeah i think that that's something too like people in school definitely like they when they're when they're really busy well quote-unquote busy with school and like they just grind school all the time they think they're being really productive when i i don't really see it that way i see like i think if you can if you can learn the stuff that they're taught that they're teaching in university to like a decent level and then have enough time to learn like specialization skills and like stuff that's going to really increase your earning potential outside. So like, say like sales or coding. Um, yeah. That's, that's like, that's what I see. Like when you're busy with that, then you're like, you're actually busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. And, I, but I do think it's important to, to grind school as much as like you need to get good grades, at least until you kind of get yeah. your foot in the door, uh, whether that be That's a fair. job or an internship. Like my, my first year, I, I ended up with like, uh, essentially a 4.0. Um, and that really got like, that's what it got me my, my consulting internship after my first year of university, which is like almost unheard of. Um, yeah. So that that really is like what kind of jump started my my whole career and what what got me to to get so much more experience after that as well. Like once you have that first internship uh, in engineering, like you're you're set. The next summer, I think I ran through twenty interviews or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember you were always ripping the interviews, but I I remember too. Like even when we were growing up, like you uh, you always got good grades, and it didn't seem like you put too much effort in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. super lucky in that regard. That and I, I don't know what's what's that uh, like what why that is. I think definitely a lot of what I did growing up or what my parents did for me growing up helps. But I'm mm-hmm. naturally just able to to do at least like mediocrely without giving any effort. 
Um, and if I, when, when I do start giving, uh, like a, a solid, like a, a, an average level effort, I think I do really well. Um, yeah. Well, it's like what well, they you say did, You school, did too. Right? You always had good grades. Yeah. I had good grades in school and I, I definitely like, especially in high school. Um, and I didn't like, well, I was, let's say, let me just clarify. Like I wasn't good at English. I didn't get, get good grades. In oh, that. I sucked at English as well. Um, yeah. Uh, but stuff like the hard sciences, like I, I did pretty well and I didn't try too hard. But then, then when I got to university and they always say like, oh, it's not going to fly in university. And everyone always is like, oh, it, it does fly. Well, for me, it, it really didn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> like I, yeah, I will. I'm kind of the opposite. Like I, I, they've been telling me since, dude, since primary school, they're like, oh, this isn't going to work. Like you're going to have to work in high school. You're going to have to work in CJEP. You're going to have to work in university. And I still haven't seen it. Like, obviously there, yeah. is, there is a degree of difficulty that changes, but um, to the extent of like my ability, I've been able to manage it pretty well without feeling like, oh my God, this is like the only thing going on in my life. Yeah, no, exactly. Like for me last year, when I, st I was in engineering for about two months and I was just burnt out, like just so burnt out after like the first two, two months and the thing is I wasn't even like, I, you start with seven courses and like I was doing well in I think five of them, but two of them was like <laughs> were just done. Like I like there was almost to a point of like no return. Like oh, you, yeah. it was be like dropper, dropper fail. Which one is it? Um, yeah, well, just because you know, well, you prioritize one class over another, and then you get into a habit of doing that because like you almost you feel like to succeed in that one class or those multiple classes in this case you have to like focus so much on them yeah and then you think enough. oh well, th this this design course or whatever is like oh that 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 sounds like it's a bird course and then sure enough <laughs> two weeks later three weeks later after like hardly doing anything it's like yeah I'm, you're sitting I'm in done. i'm done like, fuck me man what like, what did i just do but um no, exactly. i also think it helps that like i i kind of came into engineering with at least some level of interest for it uh, especially mechanical yeah. and and the courses I do take like I I do find a lot of fulfillment from understanding a lot of these things like for example uh, especially like the physics courses I can think of like dynamics one and dynamics two and three I'm taking vibrations right now like I, oh, I yeah. do see a lot of value in being able to to kind of understand quantitatively what's happening in in everyday life and it's not for everybody listen. Um, and a lot of my friends yeah. as well are, are just like you, like two weeks in, they're burnt as hell. Like they're, they're already like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do two more years of this shit. And, uh, it's yeah, tough. exactly. Yeah. I think you can, you get burnt out by doing something you don't enjoy. Not, not by working hard. Like, you know, I think humans have a lot of bandwidth and they have a lot of, uh, like a lot of power, a lot of, uh, capabilities in terms of like workload, but when when that workload is put in in areas that like you don't really enjoy then you can i think you can that's that's where burnout happens yeah, like with, with this with ai accessible i don't really like find that like i mean on the weekends i'll kind of like decompress a bit yeah. and like I'll, I'll slow down a little bit but i don't just like stop working though and i also don't feel burnt out and it's always on like at least for me it's always on my mind like i'm thinking what oh we, yeah what, what am i going to talk about at this meeting how can i really help us out exactly but, exactly and, and even more like that, that nuance you're talking about, uh, between like the business and the school is really like, for me, it became super apparent. Um, especially like with the semester just starting, 
I used to be like super, like I'd be pretty darn like committed to school. Like I'm able to, to just go study, say I'm going to go sit in the library for two hours. But these days, like yeah. all I want to do is work on the business and it's, it, it's going to be something to try to balance it as we go, especially as we're getting more busy and uh, we're seeing yeah. more success with the company. Exactly. Right. Like you want to see like exponential growth. But it's hard when you have like three people because then you have to exponentially keep working hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really that thing of like, you see, that's really when it became like completely evident to me that like school is great to like, obviously I'm going to finish my degree uh, and I see the value in getting a degree. But once you really yeah. get out there in the world and like you're seeing what, like how businesses are run and how, how to operate a business, how to sell people, like how you're really going to be making money in, every, in the everyday life. Like you just mm. realize to what level university is completely like the content you're learning is essentially completely useless. And that just takes yeah. away from it completely. Yeah. Well, I was listening to something that Kevin O'Leary was saying today and he said like entrepreneurship is, is the only way you can achieve like full, full freedom, like financial freedom of location, freedom of time. Right. Um, and like, it, it obviously it's a lot of hard work, but really like, it's the only way that you're going to have all those, have all those aspects of freedom. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Even like, even if you do get that job, sorry, even if you do get that job where you're making 300 K 300 K a year or whatever it might be, like if you still have to get in there every day, eight to five and you, and you like, as much as you might love your job, you're still kind of stuck on that schedule eight to five. If you want to take a day off, you're like, you can't, you're, you're in there. And so oh, don't forget the don't don't forget the two weeks vacation, the two yeah, weeks. The two weeks. It's big. Yeah, it's a man. long two weeks. The rat race yeah, is man. actually like, and it's never something that bothered me as as much. Like I, I was always kind of okay going the corporate path, and uh, uh-huh. just kind of going. Like obviously, I've always wanted to start a business, but it never bothered me as much as a lot of people saying like, "Oh, I'm not going to be part of the rat race." Like I'm not a, a nine. I'm not built for the nine to five. But like mm-hmm. recently, man, it's been like really hitting me. I'll see people just walking or like even looking at people walk around in the street. Like sometimes you'll just see and you'll be like this person. Like I, I feel bad for this person having to just do this every day. Um, I can think yeah. of like, some monotonous jobs, but it's it really goes down to almost every every nine to five, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I think like you said, for, for yourself, it's kind of changed recently. For me, it's been I think it's, it's been like my whole life, really, like. I think that's partly because I'm used to spending two months of the year <laughs> in Idaho, just living, living it up. Um, yeah. And like, and then I, there's no way you can, you can do that. Like, unless you're a teacher, but I, I never thought about doing that. <laughs> Let me Being just say. Being a teacher? Yeah. I, I, I'm not yeah. going to be a teacher. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, no, I like respect to our teachers, but it's just not for me. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Like I, and I'd argue that teachers should be getting paid way more than they do right now. And they play like such an important part in, uh, in mm. like society and they're way undercredited for what they do, but, but it, yeah. it definitely isn't for me. And, uh, kind of going back to what you said about, um, why that's been in you since like you were a kid. Um, yeah. I'm sure that's at least partially related to like a lot of what your dad and even your mom do like they there's, they grind, man. And it's honestly, yeah. it's inspiring even to me. <laughs> Um, like yeah, they, no. they just got so much stuff going on and that's like, that's what I want to be like, e- even your, your, your dad's retired now, but he's still getting after it, man. He's doing all yeah, kinds of I don't stuff even think, I don't even think you can consider that retirement yeah. <laughs> with everything he's got going on. I mean, even on vacation, it's not really a vacation. 
It's time to mow the lawn, right? It's time to <laughs> yeah. mow the lawn. It's oh time. It's time to extend the door on the garage. I was about to say that. I remember at your cabin, I just saw him like it must be like seven a.m. He's standing outside with his earmuffs on, the safety goggles, oh, yeah. mowing down a tree with the chainsaw. <laughs> but see, and also it, it's so funny too because our two neighbors, uh, like both to, to the right of us, both of them like always have all these home services being done. So they have like power washing. They have guys like mowing the lawn, like watering, fertilizing, all this stuff, cleaning the windows, et cetera. And my dad is like, well, never. Like my my dad pressure washed our, our deck and our dock for like, I think it was like four or five hours. <laughs> like, and everything on his rentals, I think he owns 60 units, 60. And yeah. he doesn't, he does the work on like every single one, except for the properties in Vancouver. Wow. Cause the properties in Vancouver, it's like, what are you going to do? Like you gotta you yeah, pay exactly. for a flight out there or you have to drive 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a limit. But even in, even in trail, like trail, I think is like eight or nine hours away and it's not a very nice place. <laughs> and he has to go, he goes there like, like two times a year, I think to yeah, just he... do a bunch of work on it with Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe is another story. It's respectable. Joe works hard. Man. Joe does, works so man. hard, man. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. He, dude, he came to our place. Like he was on, he was came to our place uh, for vacation, and we had a, a pipe burst, and it like blew a oh, hole yeah. through our roof. And he just repaired our entire roof. And now, literally, <laughs> my mom like once a week she'll be like, "Oh man, we need Joe to come back here on vacation. We got so much stuff we need fixed." <laughs> um, so, on, on vacation. See, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? They go on vacation, but they no, just exactly. can't. They but just they can't. love it, and and I'm sure that has to do with like their like their dad, especially like. Yeah, His story is like nobody else, man. And it, oh, that's something dude. that's even more inspiring. Well, the craziest and, thing, like, it was, a, like a, it was a Christmas, I think it was like three years ago. Or it might not even, I think he was, so what, he was probably like 84, 85 years old. He climbs up the tree. <laughs> and then, well, first of all, he climbs up the tree and he forgot his saw. So he has to go all the way back down, grab the saw. <laughs> I, oh, think, yeah, I think he held it in his mouth like he bit it. Walk, climbed up the tree as an 85-year-old man, climbs up a two-story high tree, chops the top off, and uses that as a Christmas tree. Oh, my God. And I know you're not even exaggerating for a second, man. No. Because no, he, like, like, he's crazy. He's crazy. And he still does it. He still does it every day now. And I don't know I don't know how know. he's become, but he, it's inspiring, man. And it's actually like yeah. one of the – one of the – like the hardest working people I think I know in the world. Oh, dude. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone in the world who works harder than Opa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. No. And, and, and like everyone who, who knows my dad, but doesn't know Opa, they'll say my dad or like any one of our uncles, but then they meet Opa and it's like, it's Opa. <laughs> Cause like, how are you like, he's what, he's 86, 87 now. Yeah. And he's like still up at five on the farm every day. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me. But, and also not only do they get the work ethic, they get work ethic, they get the, uh, the frugalness. <laughs> oh like, yeah. I mean, I have that. I got that one in the genetics too, I think. Yeah. I don't know about me. I'm a bit of a princess. Dude, yeah. <laughs> when, when you called me a princess the other day, that's funny. Cause I got that from like five different people. Like how I like my sauna and I like my massages yeah. and whatnot. Sauna's, <laughs> and I gotta be sauna's in... fine. You're not paying for a sauna, but a massage is like, man. <laughs> It's massages are for like forty-year-old like moms, man. Well, you see, if there weren't for people, <laughs> if it weren't for people like me, there would be no 
uh, there being a massage therapist. And hey, then, man, that's, that's, that, that, that's not, it's good for the economy. It you're supporting the everybody Kingston locals. I know, Kingston. It hurts yeah. nobody. You're supporting the Ontario local locals, man. Power to you. Yeah. London, London, Ontario, it's, uh, it's not, it's not, not great out there, man. I got to support the economy in every way I can, you know? Yeah, it's not great. Not only in the, the industry, man. It sounds like you, you kind of went through it in, with Ontario. Oh, yeah, I know. I think, uh, I think part of that, yeah, like last year was just kind of rough. Um, yeah, forget we're getting deep. But, uh, yeah, I think I, when I came here last year, so, yeah, I, like last year was my first year here. And, uh. Uh, for going to university too and i came here kind of close-minded i guess but also like i also knew i did like i came in to do engineering and i knew i didn't want to do engineering i kind of made that be known before that um it's kind of hard to go through that when not only you're doing something you don't want to do but you also know you don't want to do it so you know like people will go through stuff like thinking that's what they want and uh, and then like after years they'll be like I you know I like I, I didn't I don't think I really want to do this, but for me it was like I don't want to do this and I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So that definitely wasn't great. Plus, think, if if I can just cut off for a sec, I think yeah. one thing that that does kind of make the decision a lot more more rational is that you do know what you want to do, like you know 100 yeah. that you don't want to be an engineer. I think for a lot of people where like it, it's a bigger issue is that they say, I don't want to do engineering and, and they're like, I'm going to drop out, but they don't know, they have no idea what else they want to do. And that's where I think you really yeah. got to tough it out. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, and now that, that, that's the thing, right? Like not only do I know what I want to do, but I know I want to do something that's like not really in that realm at all. Uh, like it's not, I don't want to be an engineer and go work, work up the corporate ladder or even like work up the corporate ladder with any degree for that matter. Um, yeah. but yeah, right. Like I, I know I've always known I want to go the entrepreneurial route, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of hard to do that when like you're kind of forced into that situation. I, mean, I, I don't want to say forced. Like I'm very, like very fortunate, but, um, no, but, you know, like, yeah, I was kinda... obviously they like uh, whoever did, whoever, anybody who did pressure you obviously did with the best intentions. And, and honestly, I would have done the yeah. same. If you asked me last year, should I drop out of engineering? I would have said, hell no, man. Um, yeah, it, no, it's exactly. so easy to it's so easy to stay from the outside without actually knowing like what you're going through. But but even then, I think you you did have a lot more than even just the the engineering stuff, right? Yeah, no, it, it was that was very a very small contributor to it. I mean, it, it definitely sparked some some stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, I was in a I was in a really bad place like long after I switched out of engineering. So, and that's the thing too, right? After after I got in, I was still you know, not feeling great and for the rest of the semester when I was in business and then the start of the second semester too, when I was still in, like, obviously in business and everyone's like, well, you're taking what you want. Like, well, aren't you happy? I'm like, well, no, <laughs> not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were, there was a lot of factors. I think, uh, I obviously there, there was a lot of drama that went down, um, in the fall and that, that kind of kickstarted, but Really, like what spiraled was, and what, what kind of went down was, uh, was really just me not doing what uh what was best for me, and then I kind of at, at night, like I, I I wasn't doing things during the day that I made myself proud at night, um, and then it continued to get worse and worse. So yeah, and, like, it's a spiral. It, it, it got 
it got to a point where I was, uh, you know, sleeping until, and, and like, it's, 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 uh, it's tough to say like how I kind of got to the spot. Like, I, I think I know a lot more of how I got out of it. Um, but like I said, I was sleeping until like 11 or 12, just like, not because I like wanted to, but just because I'd wake up in the morning and just have no motivation to get up and that, I don't know if that's a, that was the, a symptom of depression, like a chicken or the egg thing, or if that's yeah. what caused it, but either way, both were happening. Um, yeah. So I was, I was sleeping and not, not really doing anything during the day. Um, and then you kind of just kind of get, you're feeling so bad. You start to get shameful that you let yourself kind of get to that situation. Um, and that's why no one really knows really. Right. Oh um, yeah, I had no know. idea, and and that's one thing I was gonna say, and it it just makes me kind of worry, like how many other people are in that situation, because I'm I'm your cousin, like I feel like we talk on a pretty, pretty yeah. consistent basis, and it never even like crossed my mind. I figured like, oh, he's having a blast at Western, he moved out, he's he's kind of <laughs> he's getting to live alone for a year, like, because I'm on the other side of it, like I'm at university, but I'm living at home. Obviously, like yeah. my, my parents live really close to the university, so it's easy for me, and it, it's hard to justify moving out and paying rent and and all oh, the yeah. responsibilities that come with that. But but yeah. like it's such a dynamic because it, it's something that I I've always kind of wanted to try, but then I kind of hear about you and like how much you struggle with it. Um, and yeah, so yeah. It, it you never know the full story really until you're you're kind of thrown in the pit. Well, I don't think, I don't think it was really moving out because I'm doing really well now and I'm, and I moved out. Um, but part of it was also just living in residence. Right. And, uh, yeah, you know, not, uh, not being able to like control what's, what goes into my body, like for the food, food wise. Um, but also like alcohol, like I was choosing to, choosing to drink and like, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was, I was probably drinking way less than the average student at Western. Um, but I don't know. I just, how alcohol kind of works works with me and it's let's just say they don't they don't collaborate very well <laughs> yeah you have um, a, you got a sensitive ecosystem but um I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious what would you say uh is like like what does an average student at western drink like on a weekly basis i'd say like i want to say the average student i don't like there's definitely extremes where there's people who drink like every day and there's people who don't drink at all um, yeah, I think at every, at every university of people yeah. who don't drink at all, um, and probably people that drink every day too at university, but, uh, I'd say on average, on average, like I'd say probably two, maybe three nights a week, they're getting like drunk. Okay. And we're yeah. talking like university student drunk. Like too. the average. Yeah. Yeah. And I think mo like a lot of people you'll find go out four times a week. Um, some people like even, even five. Yeah. That's crazy, so, man. And, and, and it's like, the same know, at Miguel. Uh, there's obviously that range and, uh, yeah. and so you don't drink, you don't drink at all like these days or, uh, well, well I'm, I'm not, I'm not against drinking. I, I think right now just with what I want to do, um, it just isn't something that is, is going to really help me at all. Oh, um, like, I think, I think it'd be fun, but I think at the same time, like, like I'll, I'll I'll go out and, and not drink and, and see how it is, and and then I won't have to you know I'll, I'll kind of probably get bored faster. <laughs> yeah, and I'll come home earlier and sleep better. Um, but yeah, like after the summer of kind of living and living it up in Idaho, yeah. and 
So especially when when all of us were there, right? Like, uh, how many of us were there? Damn, it's probably like I think it was fifteen, something like 15. that. Yeah, fifteen, and yeah. we were all like the fifteen young adults as well. Yeah, fifteen family members and Jared. <laughs> um yeah and it, like that was fun like like if i'm drinking i like that that you're just amplifying like a good time right like it's, it's a good time without it but then you, you can kind of like loosen up and and really cool. just enjoy enjoy it a, a lot more or not a lot more but you can enjoy it enjoy it more for sure um it's just like a, a, yeah like th- that's just that's my kind of scene where i want to be drinking but i think to go out in london like to a bar with a bunch of people i don't know and you know, it's not it's not really uh, like my scene now. I think I think last year, like I was definitely it appealed to me more. But this year, like I, I'd rather sacrifice that and uh, kind of work towards being able to do that in Idaho more often, right? Because uh, that's like same, that. I'm kind of the same way. Like uh, obviously, like I'm I'm happy to go out and when there's a big McGill event going on, like I'll go and I'll have a couple of drinks, I'll have a good time. But on a regular basis, like, I, I, I never go out during the week, pretty much during the semester, like, unless it's pretty much like a, uni- like a big university event, uh, I'm going home and, and I'm working and I'm getting asked by everybody, oh, it's university, like, come have a good time. It, like, you got to have fun or you're going to regret it. But it's like, a, and people just don't seem to understand, like, that there is two sides to it. And like, there, there is people who enjoy working. Um, yeah. Like I feel way more happy after a full day's work where I can really say I'm proud of what I did than than the morning after just like going out to drink the night before and saying oh I sh- like I sh- I had all this stuff to get done and instead I just went to the like to, to this party I mean really got yeah. nothing out of it exactly and and the thing is for me too like when I when I said I like alcohol doesn't agree with me it uh. Like I don't, I don't really get like brutal hangovers where I have like a headache and and everything. I just get really, really tired for like three or four days, and then three I also get in days. like yeah, like three or four days. I'm because it's just I, you don't get any any REM sleep, um, okay. and like I'm I'm definitely more sensitive to sleep than than uh, other people. I mean, I think everyone's probably different for that. I think I know you're probably less. Uh, less sensitive, Mister Four Thirty AM. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get into that. Yeah, but uh, like when I, when I don't get around sleep, and I don't sleep well. Like after drinking alcohol, and, you know, like even if I sleep in a lot the next day, I won't do anything that day. The next day too, it'll I'll just be tired, and the same same thing with the next day. And then I'll I find, and even my mom can uh, can <laughs> second this too. I get in a pretty bad mood like two days after. And, and maybe even three sometimes too, but it's noticeable, not just to me, but to other people, especially to other people probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I can't just go and wake up at four thirty like you over here. You can, you just need to work on it. Get to bed. Soon. Yeah. I just mean like after I drink. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. I agree. And, uh, I mean, even me four thirty after going out for a night of drinking is, yeah. is rough. That's a couple but, hours. <laughs> but I definitely, if I had that issue where like I'm feeling it for three days, like I basically get no hangover. Uh, if I felt it for three, four days, I, I probably wouldn't drink once a year. Um, so, so I definitely get it. And listen, no, don't think I'm yeah. also on the, the drinking bandwagon. Cause I'm really the, the same as you in that context. But, but when there is mm-hmm. a big university event, uh, I, I, I can't pretend like I never have that feeling of like, I want to enjoy my time at university and I'm only going to have this, this opportunity once. So I I do kind of take advantage of that. 
and it's it's obviously a good way to meet people too it's not like i'm just going there and it, nobody's going there and just drinking until they get wasted like everybody's kind of it's a social event more than a drinking event at least i'm a deal yeah well, well there's a what i've heard recently is that there, there's like this one bar that I, I didn't i never went to last year um but it's apparently it's more kind of like up upscale like you kind of go like business casual and you mm. don't like people don't get plastered there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna ask. It kind of be like a scene where like you don't, like because if everyone's plastered around you, you can't be sober. Like it just that's 100%. just such, that's just so weird. Yeah. Um, like if if people are like like buzzing a little bit around you and, and you're sober, like it's fine. You can kind of like get their energy off them, but you can't be like a zero when people are a hundred. It's just no. You can be a zero when people are at twenty five out of a hundred. I mean, but. Yeah, one hundred percent, and and that's why I don't bother even going out there sober. Um, like yeah. last, last night, even like we're, I'm on the uh, so I'm on the student council at McGill, like for mechanical engineers, um, and they, we're having like we had a dinner, and and it, for them it was more of like a, a pre for for the party they're having afterwards. But for oh, me, yeah. like, I, I headed out at seven thirty. I said I I got a meeting to get to, and obviously like there's that there's that part of me that's like oh well the party would have been fun and stuff. But I definitely don't have a problem yeah. saying like I'm gonna get home and I don't feel like I'm gonna gonna miss out. There's always gonna be more parties to go to. Yeah, I I, I hear you with that. I think you. I think I used to have that way more. Like that. Like well, it sounds like you don't. It doesn't bother you too much. But that that fear of missing out or it, it like is really on your mind. I think I used to have that more, but now I just think like I'm so tunnel vision on. Oh, like on just on the business and 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 everything like that, and also not just on the business, but also just like m me personally, you know. And it sounds so like cliche, like oh, I'm focusing on myself, but like, uh, but it's true. And I think after you go through anyone who probably goes goes and goes through a uh, low point, and then gets out of it, and like is that like just goes from a polar low, and then it like gets to a polar opposite where that like their highs of their life, um. Like highest point of their life, not, not like on drugs, because <laughs> that's the last <laughs> thing I'm gonna do. Um, yeah. But wow, when you when you go from that low to that high, uh, you really just want to do everything you can to like not go back to that. I think that's kind of like what I'm doing now. Uh, part of it's like prevention, like not like preventing myself from going back there, but also just like maintenance of like maintaining like where I'm at right now, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and I don't even think, I mean, obviously that's a good motivator, uh, but I, I don't even think it takes that for, for, for people who haven't been at that low point. Like, um, me, me, for example, I, I've never really been in that kind of situation where I would say I was really depressed and like, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get out of bed at all and stuff like that, or, or where I would even like admit that I was generally sad. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm very fortunate to be able to say that, like, I've, like I've told you. But yeah. once you really get, like for me, it was really just starting the self-improvement journey. And it's something I've been on for a long time now. Like I've been on, like, it, it sounds cheesy, but self-improvement. Uh, and we can get into what that means exactly uh, yeah. afterwards. But I've been on that for like four years now. And just like looking back at that progress you made over time is such a motivator for me. And, and I, don't think oh, yeah. I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever go back to like not wanting to get after it every day like I do, like I do these days. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think is like the, the biggest thing like for, for seeing results and like, for, for like when, when you're getting into it, like what was the, what's like one metric that, that like, that really stands out to you. It's like, like I see the progress and that I want to keep going, you know, and keep seeing progress. 
Um, yeah, that's a tough question, actually. And you bring it up. It's a great question. Um, the first thing that really comes to mind is your mood, I think. Like, yeah. before I started self-improvement, man, I would... First of all, I'd freak out about, like, what everybody thinks of me. I'd be so, like, worried okay. about all kinds of stuff. I'd be stressed out all the time, like, very anxious, like, socially. Um, and so it's really, like a confidence like, thing. It's a confidence thing. And I think working out definitely plays a huge part, specifically in that regard. But, um, yeah, seeing that confidence boost over time, and it's something you're not going to notice it day to day. But looking back at it, like, it, it's crazy. And if there's one thing I can say that really, like, is is the most measurable, I guess, uh, over time, because a lot of the other ones aren't aren't so measurable, and if they are, they 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 don't play such a big part in like measuring success. Um, for example, like what time are you waking up in the morning? Like it's it's an easy one to measure, but it, it's not representative of, of really progress you've made. Yeah. So yeah, I think really the the your mood, like your your motive, like sorry, your mood, but also like how you see yourself, the confidence. Um, your, your, your image of yourself improves so quickly. Um, mostly mm -hmm. like with the gym, I think was a huge one for me. Uh, yeah. That, I think that, that would definitely be mine. And like for two reasons, one, like you said, confidence, like over time you can, you can hundred percent see that difference in confidence, right? Yeah. Like just, uh. I, I will. And, and part of it too, is like, I don't even, I can't even like remember. So it's hard to even track like the progress because I, I almost like forget I was even, I was ever like that. Right. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I can. Yeah. Um, but part of it too, is I think you see the physical progress of like, of your body, right. When you put in hard work and like, you can like physically see what's changing and, and the progress you're making, it's like, okay, well maybe like if I work this hard at other stuff, like I'm going to get results like this. Right. Yeah, and that, that um, was is, it's, it's a really good, uh, yeah, like it's it's a really good way to in like kind of build that discipline and build like that sort of mindset where it, like work hard work pays off kind of thing, right? And like they they say that like when you're two years old, yeah. But you know sometimes you need some actual evidence. <laughs> no, hundred percent, and I think uh, definitely that that exact thing like that that's what ties in probably the most into a confidence boost. If you are working out, like seeing that progress of your time, like take progress photos. I can't recommend it enough. Seeing that progress you make over time is crazy to me. Like I, I had pretty much never worked out, like not never worked out. I played sports my whole life and stuff, but I had never really worked out until about like, I'd say four years ago, like worked out consistently. Um, and yeah. really just starting to see, starting to see like that vein in your arm, starting to see some definition in your shoulders. You it's go. like a drug, man. And it, it sounds so stupid. Um, and, and even for you, it's probably, it's probably completely different because like you really made like crazy gains. I, I was always kind of like, I used working out as more of like a mental tool than a physical tool. I was never crazy on the, like, oh, I'm going to completely like track my calories. I'm going to focus on what I'm like what uh, exactly how many calories I'm getting, I'm going to bulk, I'm going to cut, I'm going to take creatine, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, uh, and which is fine, which is fine for, for people who enjoy that. For me, it was just like, it's not the end of the world for me if I'm not 200 pounds. Um, but I think looking, like you can look good at, at any at any kind of size. Uh, obviously, try not to be like 120 pounds and look yeah. like you, you haven't had a, a burger in, in three months, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, like it's all about being healthy. I think I think that, like that's yeah. the big thing, right? It's just being healthy, like physically and also just mentally. Like if you, if you work out and and you feel good about your body, that you're gonna feel a lot better mentally. 
exactly and it, it ties into like a lot of other things that are very similar like working out don't think that that me and Kurt go to the gym and we're like oh we just love it here like this is so great like mm-hmm. when i'm at the gym at 6 a.m i'm like man this shit sucks like get get me out of here as quick as possible but but it's about pushing past that and really like breaking through the breaking through the voice in your head that's telling you like stop working out um yeah. And that's really what builds that that self esteem and that ability to say like I don't care what other people think of me I'm out here like I'm out here working for myself and it's gonna pay off in the long run. Yeah, exactly. I, I think for me too though it's like yeah like there's days where I definitely don't want to go. Um, part of having a caffeine addiction is good though because every time I take pre workout I have to go to the gym or else I'm just gonna get itchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, caffeine. Caffeine's a big one, man. Yeah, for, pre-workout's uh, one. Like, I, I stay away from pre-workout. I took it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I find when when you start taking pre-workout and then you stop, like, first of all, your workouts kind of go to shit. At least mine did. Uh, second Just of don't all, stop like, it, it's not the healthiest thing thing to put in your body. At least, like, I don't think so. Um, yeah, obviously I, I will argue, things, though. But I will it. argue, like, there, there's a – there's a salt wall. Not all of them, not all of them have it, but the one I take has uh, a sub a substance called L tyrosine, and it's they call it a nootropic, or, or it's it falls into the category of being a nootropic, and it it can really help with like with focus, um, cause it it kind of gives you a lasting of like a few hours effect of dopamine, and not like a spike and then a crash. It's kind of more of like a gradual, and then like tapers off. Um, and I find I found that to like really help with uh, with folks. I feel I find that like after workout, like before I, I used to like have a like workout and then crash and then not be able to focus on anything. Now like when I work out and, and take that take pre workout and then afterwards, I can focus even better than before, and yeah, I'm even like more motivated afterwards too. So yeah, so that's I'm, what that's I'm what that's what the not, dopamine can do for you. Yeah, I'm obviously not saying either that like. It, pre-workout's the worst thing at all in fact if people really feel like they benefit from them from it and it, it gets them to the gym or stuff like that uh go for it like it, it the caffeine's not going to kill you but obviously like it, for me it doesn't make that much of a difference and i'm able to to work out without it and, and i feel like i do just as well without it so i stay yeah. away from it like as a choice but but though those uh those can like i i don't know exactly which one you mentioned but the, all those kinds of little tricks and nootropics stuff like that all the stuff that's coming out is super interesting to me um, yeah, those, those little tricks that'll just make a like small difference in your day. But if they make that difference every day, it adds up so quick. Um, yeah, cold plunge. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. Talk about, and now oh yeah, it's gotten me into it. I'm like I'm getting back on the cold shower grind. You you rubbed off on me a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Let's just do it in the winter, man. Up in Canada, you can uh, you can get those ice baths real good outside. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, maybe. I'm looking Japanese forward to snow. that. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to the first snowfall, like only because of that reason. Are you just gonna jump in <laughs> the snow? No, I'll just I'll fill my because I, I use my tub outside. Um, okay. Then I like fill it with a garden hose, but I guess like the the water will be off in the winter. But I'll just fill it with snow, and get like some buckets. We'll put a bit of water in it, and uh, yeah, just fill it with snow. It's gonna get really cold because like here it's like ice is so expensive. But like I don't want to stop doing it because I've really like I feel it I feel its absence now when I don't do it. Um, I start to get like like fidgety and stressed and like 
Wait, just don't you, just like get like agitated. So you buy like tens of pounds of ice every day? <laughs> well, not every day. I do it like every two days, every three days. Um, yeah, see, I, got, I got. Oh, I just go to like the like convenience store. But sometimes I'll make my you own don't ice. Have a freezer? I do have a freezer. Yeah, like I'll I'll make my own ice here. But um, like back when I was at home, I just uh, just go to like the convenience store, like gas station or whatever. Um, but things in Canada, it's four bucks for two for or for five pounds, and in in the U in Idaho, it was like I think it was like a buck seventy for seven pounds, so it's like way cheaper in the U.S. And like and that was back when I was getting started, so I'd need two bags of that, so it literally cost me like like three fifty for fourteen pounds, and I do it like every two or three days. Um, in the, in the States, now as well as just getting started, but now like I I need it like colder because <laughs> I've just gotten so used to it now. Um, so I go and I buy like five bags of five pounds for four dollars. So it's like twenty, it's like twenty bucks a bath. <laughs> says princess needs his ice, man. What can I tell you? Okay, that one's a little bit. You can call me princess for other things, but not. No, not yeah, that. I, I definitely don't think. Uh, <laughs> and I trust me, I definitely support the like the the being able to jump into that cold bath and stuff and. It's something I, I definitely enjoy. I've enjoyed in the past and I've done like I've done in the past and then I, I stopped for I don't know what reason. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I, I don't feel like it was actually like out of, out of fear or whatever of getting in the cold water, but who knows, maybe subconsciously, I really didn't want to get in the cold shower. But uh, these yeah. days I, I've been waking up with a cold shower and uh, before I go for like my, my morning run, it's definitely the best way to, to really get up. Like I, I don't wake up like too groggy. But after you take that cold shower, there's, there's you're not dry you left in you yet. Yeah, um, just make sure. I, if I if, uh, if I just give you one thing, like just make sure you're getting like 11 minutes for like for set out of seven days, you're getting like a total of 11 minutes, because they say like that's the threshold to get like the maximum benefits, and like after that kind of like it still increases after that, but it kind of tapers off. Like that's like the most effective is like is getting 11 11 minutes of cold exposure per week. And that, that'll help, like, so, yeah, like, you get boosting, like, in your metabolism, uh, like, reduce your stress, because it can, like, physically lower your heart rate, like, just resting <laughs> heart rate. But, uh, like, the big one for me, like I said, is, uh, is the dopamine increase, like, and not, not a spike, yeah. not like you're taking cocaine, and then a crash. It's like, a, baseline. your baseline just increases, and then all day, you're just feeling, like, a lot better. <laughs> You yeah, know, and, and uh, it's and just, it helps can benefit with... from for sure. Yeah, and like I've listened to Dr. Andrew Huberman a lot, and he's like a neurobiologist guy. Yeah, I like. Uh, he's been on Joe. He... Yeah, he's been on Joe Rogan a couple times. Um, he has his own podcast too, but he was talking about the, like the effects of dopamine and, and like the and its importance, and uh, it's really it's you need it if for motivation and uh, and for focus as well. And I, I found that like my motivation and focus have definitely increased since I've uh, I've started doing it. So fair enough. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one uh, the one crazy case uh, I heard about I don't know if you've heard of it, but is the the guy called uh, Wim Hof. You heard of him? I haven't heard of that. No. Basically, he's like a big preacher of the of the cold exposure, but also like these breathing exercises. Uh, he kind of has his, oh, own, okay. his own deal of. Uh, breathing exercises that he's done and he's been able to do like some crazy stuff like I think he went up Everest like barefoot or something 
like oh, shorts, uh, some crazy stuff like that. He does like uh, under like under the ice swims. One of them was even like wow. something uh, bi- biological. Like I think he got some like disease. And and don't take don't quote me on this. I, I definitely it's been a while since I read about it, and I, I'd have to follow up on it. But something like he got a disease put in him, and like he he was able to just like get rid of it um, through like his immune system that we, that he built up doing cold exposure and breathing exercises. Jeez. So and, and obviously he's probably just some like he, he's probably to some extent just in a not like a biological anomaly naturally. Oh yeah. But to show that some of these things can actually make a difference, it's crazy. Like who would think just doing these crazy breathing exercises like in out in out, hold your breath for thirty seconds. It sounds so stupid, mm-hmm. but um, the body's the body's yeah. so complicated that who knows like what kind of processes can optimize that. Yeah, and I think like there's so many different things that'll work that'll work for different people, right? Like not everything's gonna, not everybody needs um, certain like you know supplements or to do certain things because they're already like sufficient, right? Like it's why people like who are iron deficient need iron, but not everyone's iron deficient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like one for me, one big supplement for me was uh, was ashwagandha, because last year like oh, part yeah, of you like took the ashwagandha. Yeah, I've been taking it for well, I was taking it for uh, a bit, la- like a, a, yeah, I started, I started like a year and a half ago, um, and then I went off it for a bit, and then the kind of like experiment going on and off it or whatever, um, but I found I'm best on it. I sleep best when I'm on it, like just because it it just it lowers your cortisol. So I take it kind of right before bed, and I find I sleep a lot better. Um, mm. I'm just able to like kind of de-stress a lot with it, and I, I think I'm. Well, I think a lot of people, our generation, is kind of naturally more like anxious. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just kind of how we evolved, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, um, we grew up on social media, which is like unprecedented, man, and yeah. Like, the, this psychological implications of that are first yeah, of all we don't exactly. even know half of them and but even already what's coming out is like so terrifying yeah no that's it's, interesting uh... though i remember when ashwagandha was uh it, it was like super, getting super popular on tiktok and stuff all the gym yeah. guys were talking about it i've never been a big yeah. uh, supplement guy the, the ex- like the extent of my experience with supplements was like taking creatine for two months and then i was like okay i don't, I don't need this stuff like First of all, I'm not that I'm not that big. It's not making any difference, and it's just like a chore to kind of take it every day. But um, yeah. definitely, I do I do believe in in some like supplementation to some extent. Obviously, like the industry is is questionable, and some people take it like way too far. But yeah, there, there's optimization to be to be made there for sure. Yeah, like the, there's stuff I take uh, like for various reasons, right? Like ashwagandha, I've I've I'm almost certain. Helps that unless it's like the longest placebo ever. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it helps with uh, with my yeah, just de-stressing before bed, and I just even during the day too. I just feel like I feel less stressed, but also more uh, like focused. Like I don't get I don't get like numb. Like and this can be a, a potential like side effect of it is you get like so on you get like so de-stressed that you don't have anything like kind of pushing you. Like if you have really? zero stress, you're not gonna you're not gonna be, like it, it, like the, the things you shouldn't take it if you don't need it. I think it's it's kind of what I've uh, what I've gotten from from my research or from or from re- looking into it and whatever. Um, like if you're not a very stressed out person and you take it and it lowers your cortisol like super low, 
and you're just not stressed about anything at all, then you're not gonna like nothing. Like you need a you need stress to like keep you moving forward, right? To like keep yeah. you motivated a bit. Um, but for me, it was like it was my cortisol was, or my stress levels were always like fairly high, just kind of naturally or, or whatever. Maybe causing that, you know, social media definitely probably contributed to that too. Yeah. Um, school, you know, all that. Um, but yeah, I, I found that like it's it's helped me and probably bring it back down to a normal level, healthy level. Yeah, fair enough. I, uh, and I do. There's definitely some genetic component to stress, or at least like people do very like crazy and stress. Even like within my family, my dad and like my yeah. sister get super stressed out, especially my dad. He'll get stressed about yeah. stressed out about like such stuff that I'm just like, oh, well, like it, it completely doesn't matter. Like, and and I'm kind of the polar opposite. Where like I don't really stress about about just about anything, um, yeah. And that's not to say like I don't care about anything. Like I, I'm, I think I'm just good at like deal. I'm, I'm able to to look at stress and be like, stressing about it isn't gonna actually change like change my ability to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so that's so kind you're of able to, you're, an ability that I think is super valuable. Go for it. So like you're able to kind of step back and like realize that you're just over, like you're overthinking it kind of yeah exactly like, get saying. it get kind of a, a take an external view of, of what's happening and i guess it's hard to yeah. to explain it without a specific example but whether it be like um for, for example yeah i guess this is a good example and it's something that actually came up during a job interview um so they they asked me like how do you deal with stress like and right away i was like well i i mean i just feel like stress doesn't really bother me um and i thrive in stressful environments because of it and obviously that sounds like a cheesy interview uh, answer in a job interview. And right away the guy was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, well that that doesn't like that doesn't make sense because you just didn't get it." But I, I, that was my honest answer, and I still believe like that's how I am. Um, but anyway, yeah. and then he's like, "Okay, well tell me about like sometimes you were at a stressful experience, and like how you dealt with it." And so what I told him was like, "Yeah, okay, so at my my previous job, um, basically I was assigned like this analytics task, uh, like by my boss." about, I forget exactly what it was, analyzing productivity within like the firm or some, some crap like that. Um, and, I, and he sent me like the, this sheet basically, which was a shared sheet with, with all these formulas. And he said, don't touch the formulas. Um, and you know me, I, I played around a little bit and I ended up messing up all the formulas. And then I, like I, a, plenty of people would just be freaking out about like, oh, I'm so stressed. What am I going to do about this? But I said, listen, like it's what's done is done. And like, I'm going to have to tell it to him eventually. So instead of stressing about it and freaking out and just putting it off, like I prepared an answer. I said, okay, I'm going to tell my boss, like, listen, I did this, but I'm already working on like building it back up and I, I'll figure it out. Like, obviously I'm going to make up for my, my mistake. So be, being able to take those situations and just extract yourself and kind of look at it rationally. Um, yeah. super valuable, especially like in the professional world. And it, it's something any, especially my girlfriend will tell you, like, I'm way too rational. Like I'm hyper rational. <laughs> Anytime yeah. something comes up, like I, I'm so unemotional, like in that kind of context. And I'm just thinking like, what's actually like factually, what's the best thing to do here? Or what's the best, uh, course of action. So what, what did the, what did the boss, what did your boss say when you, when you told him about the, like when, yeah, you, when you gave, when you said you because, messed with the formulas? Because I, like, obviously he wasn't like, he, no one's going to be happy that you kind of just did exactly what he said not to do. <laughs> exactly. But, but he didn't like, because I came to him with a solution and obviously I was an intern. No one's going to just go off on an intern like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he was like, okay, I mean, it's good. You came up with a solution and, and as, as long as you're going to fix it, obviously it's not a big deal. So, and it, I ended off that job with them. Like, anyway, I don't want to get into it too much, I guess, publicly, but uh, I, I did a good job at that job and everybody seemed more than satisfied with like how I did. So it's also, it's also an indication of like those little things aren't, and those little things aren't uh, as, as important as you might think in your head. And I think that applies to a lot of other things is like people hyper focus on like the most little thing. It's like, you can do just about anything and people around you aren't going to care or remember it five minutes later. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think people are so concerned about themselves. They're not going to, they don't care really about anything that you do or say really, (laughs) unless it like actually like is directed at them. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, obviously. Yeah. So what, in terms of like, of stress, how do you do stress about exams? Cause I know in your first year or two of university, you were very like, you were very pro, you know, good grades. I need a 4.0. So, uh, did that ever like stress you out? Like for exams for that, for, uh, in your first couple of years? Yeah, well, definitely, definitely not i'd say uh well for, first of all like i i like you like we discussed a bit uh i've always done well kind of without having to put in too much time and one, when i really do put in that time like i'm going into the exam like feeling super confident uh mm-hmm. I, but the one time i would say that like i should have been stressed for an exam and i wasn't was like last semester uh, i was kind of go i was going through stuff with my girlfriend and all kinds of stuff was like i was kind of going through the ringer um and I'm, I'm, I was going into these midterms, like basically having not studied for, for at all for them, but it still wasn't like clicking in my head, like, oh man, you should be terrified of this exam. It was more like, okay, well, I mean, I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best and try, like, try to write down as much as you can on that paper. And you did fine. And I ended up doing fine on the midterms, which is the, the craziest part, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't know if it's something that's just wired in me or, or like I said, an ability to, to really extract myself and be rational, but yeah well i think even in those situations too where you said uh even like when you should have been stressed you weren't i think having the ability to kind of do that like even if it's even if you are prepared um or if you aren't prepared even uh stressing about isn't going to do anything but make it worse right like obviously you should be exactly nervous like i think a bit of nervous can bring out the best in you but too much will just bring out the worst in you right i think it's a fine line um yeah i think for me too like there's a I, <laughs> last year uh there was there was rarely an exam that i was really well prepared for <laughs> um but still I, like at the end of the day i wasn't really stressing too much about it uh because i just didn't put that much weight on it right like i didn't yeah. didn't at that at that point i did, i didn't really care about anything <laughs> let alone uh let alone an exam or like a, or even like a test for 10% or whatever you know I still um, wish you would have let me know, though. I feel like uh, even in that context, I like I, I could have helped you out, or, or plenty of people for school. Out, obviously, I'm not saying like, oh, you should in the yeah, it was school and stuff. Like, I would have been so happy to kind of help you out with that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I, a lot of it was was like after engineering too, but I mean, even even at that point for finance and like calculus, you probably would have helped. <laughs> yeah, but, and uh, nobody, obviously, either nobody, way, like nobody wants to go out and say, oh, I need help with this either. So I get it. Too. Yeah. Well, no. And, and yeah, like another thing too, is 
everyone always asks that kind of right where they're like oh you like why, why didn't you reach out like you know i don't even think i mean my brother my brother was 14 15 when uh when i was going through that and i think that, that that's i'm kind of glad he didn't know um i don't think that's something uh a 14 or 15 year old kid you have to like kind of see and witness especially his brother going through um you know, like, especially like, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My, my brother definitely looked up to me a lot. I'm a pretty good role model. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to like, uh, give him like, like, obviously you don't want to like kind of portray weakness. I think yeah. father figures are like that too. They don't want to like show weakness to like their kids. Um, and I, I, I think big brothers too. They don't want to show that to their, to their little brother. Um, sure. you know, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, like, with, with people not knowing, I think there's a couple of reasons, probably two big ones. Um, one of them is, is obviously is, uh, like I, I kind of touched on it a bit, on a bit before is, uh, it's just shame. Like you're, you're ashamed that like yeah. you let yourself get to that point. Um, you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell anybody. Cause like, that's just embarrassing. It, you don't, you don't want people to know, um, just for the sake of them not knowing, like just for the sake of like saving yourself the embarrassment. Right. Um, yeah. And I think the second one is probably even bigger than, bigger than the first one is, uh, you just don't want help at all. <laughs> I think, and, uh, yeah, go for sorry, it. go ahead. No, no, I, I, uh, I like, uh, how you don't want help is interesting. So I kind of do want to hear you keep going. Yeah. So I think like that, that's one of the biggest mistakes I think people make when they try to help people in those situations. Um, when they're they're like, oh, well, you should just do this. You should just do this, and they kind of make it sound like, oh, it's just so easy. Like, like you just you just have to do this. It's like you just have to go to the gym, or you just have to wake up earlier, um, or like you just have to like even if it's just a small thing, like oh, you just have to like uh, eat a little bit better, or or whatever, uh, maybe, or like you just have to get up and go to class, and you'll feel better about yourself. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you're for one for, for one is you cannot motivate to do that, so. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's one reason, but I think the biggest one is like, you don't even want to feel better. And, and I think you don't want to feel, well, not everyone, but I know for me, it's like, I didn't want to feel better because I was, uh, just, I, I, I genuinely hated myself. Right. Um, and you know, like now I'm at the polar opposite, but it's, it's kind of hard for people to imagine who've never been in that, in that situation to kind of think about like, well, how could you? Like, how could you pay yourself, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you're the only, like, you're the only person, like, you're never going to have a new body or you're never going to, like, have a new mind. Like, why would you, like, ever hate yourself like that? Um, it's hard to, like, it's hard to kind of fathom that for some people, like, that an indiv like a person can actually genuinely dislike who, who they are, like, fundamentally, like, think that there is something fundamentally wrong with themselves to the point where they don't even they don't even want to want to feel better regardless of how easy it might be to fix. Right. Yeah. That's so, and you, like how, how you just formulated that, like just resonated so well with me because when you're, when you were saying like, yeah, like that's the worst thing you can do when you try to help these people is just tell them like, Oh, you should try to wake up earlier. Oh, you should try to take a cold shower stuff like that. Cause that's like kind of exactly what I do. And, but it, it's, yeah. it's so rooted in good faith. Um, and it's yeah, just exactly. based on me not like exactly like you said it's so hard to fathom like since i've never had to live with anything even like in that realm 
Uh, it mm. just like it, it doesn't even cross my mind that this person's like just incapable of doing it. And and to try to to try to overcome that and and support them some other way, uh, I feel like there's just kind of a disconnect that almost can't be overcome. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, like the, like that advice, it isn't bad advice, right? Like obviously, yeah. it, that those those things would definitely make them feel better. Like it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, that the the way, like I mean, for some people, like if 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 they don't if they genuinely want to help themselves and that they have a like some some more motivation some momentum then they can kind of they can take those steps and, and take that advice and actually run with it and that'll help them a lot but if it was like if you were giving that advice to me um i would have been like yeah yeah I'll, I'll try but like i wouldn't and like and i've used this analogy before but i uh if if you were to give me like especially in a in probably well, months are the worst. Probably like January to March, or probably the worst January, March like April too, maybe. Um, if you were to give me like just a magic pill that would have made everything better overnight, just like that, all I had to do was like put some water in my mouth and swallow it. Um, I probably wouldn't have even done it, just because uh, I just genuinely didn't didn't think I deserved to feel better, didn't want myself to feel better, because I was like, like when you when you think about it in terms of. Like if you hate someone, it's somebody else. You're gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want the best for them. I want the worst for them. Like I don't want them to feel good about themselves. I don't want yeah. them to have a have a happy life. I don't want them to be happy, right?" So if you think about it that way, it's like, well, if you actually hate yourself, you're not gonna want yourself to feel better. Like you're gonna want to like punish yourself as much as you can. That's why like people like go through self harm, I think, and uh, and do do that do those sort of things. Yeah, that's uh, so interesting. They, and I, and yeah. I'm actually like. On our, like, completely seriously, like, I'm so grateful to kind of get to hear it from you uh, because it, it, it's going to make me so much better suited to kind of talk to talk to people moving forward and kind of try to build. Like, I think also naturally I'm not the most empathetic dude. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm hyper-rational, so it's, it's hard for me to kind of be empathetic in some contexts as much as I can try. Um, mm-hmm. But to kind of heard it from you, and, and I think you explained it super well it already kind of builds that that knowledge base for me of, of being able to to try to like better understand someone who's whatever it might be if they're just explaining a problem they're having or, or really opening up to you like that um yeah so it's really great exactly and i think that's like this is completely like the the essence of why why i wanted to start this podcast and that it's you're a great mm, person to i agree with. um because just really starting these conversations like that is is really going to be how we overcome this kind of stuff uh, it's become way too easy, like for for men to just stay quiet, um, and not everybody yeah. has somebody like us to talk to. So it's it's really cool I agree. To just ha- and and it's fun for us to kind of learn learn about all this stuff. And if we can help somebody out there in the meantime, it's it's all the it's all the more uh, valuable. Yeah, I think yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think that's uh. That's exactly why I kind of want to do this. For one, like I, I enjoy. It. I think I, I think I learn a bit about myself too when I, when I talk about it and dive into it, um, rather than just kind of like thinking it in my mind. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think even if I can help, like, or we can help one person, just by talking about this and help them kind of realize, come to that realization that if you are in that situation and like you do, like uh, genuinely have a have like a hatred towards yourself um that you realize that because i don't think i really realized that back then either like i just 
didn't really want to help myself. Um, but, uh, I think if you come to come to that realization, you kind of work on the, on the steps to, to get over that, that self-hatred and then, and then you can really make some strides into, in getting, getting better. So I think, uh, yeah, like you said, if you can help anyone, even just, even if it's just one person, I think it's, uh, hundred, uh, worth it a hundred times over. So. Wow, nicely put. We're getting we're getting deep here, man. I didn't think we were gonna get deep like this. <laughs> might might shed a tear. Um, Don't say that, or but, else I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, obviously that yeah that that's kind of the the best uh, the best of it. But I think even beyond that, uh, obviously there there's benefits. Um, like we we've talked a bit more about your like your your down period, um, like you talked about. Yeah. But, but obviously like we're both, I think we both have a lot to kind of offer each other and, uh, anybody who, who wants to listen in, um, we we're I think we're on the right track here and we're doing a lot of interesting stuff. And I, I get asked all the time, like, Oh, how do you manage all this stuff? Like running a business uh, school and how do you just stay motivated you, mm-hmm. managing relationships, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's super, super valuable to just get that conversation started. And I'm very grateful. Yeah. I'm just grateful to spend time with you, man. You know, nothing like family. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I ideally I'd be doing this with somebody else, but you're the only guy that guy that said oh. yes, so I'm stuck with you. Come on, come <laughs> on. I went to Hawaii with you, man. We go way back. Oh, Hawaii, man. Yeah, Hawaii is another one. Like, if you're looking for motivation, like go to <laughs> Hawaii, man. We or came Idaho. back. Yeah, I mean, the vacation was such a like a head like. A, a, it lit a fire in us. I feel like um, just seeing like, oh, yeah. how much fun we can have together on vacation, and obviously it, it, it's expensive, um, but it, it was worth every penny. And to be able to do that every summer is like oh, the yeah. dream. So yeah, like when you said like worth it, like I don't, I don't mind. Like I'll, I'll kind of be like I'll worry about spending money on, on other stuff. Like I'll, like the the two things I, I like, I don't mind spending money on vacations, massages, and ice. <laughs> And ice, ice. ice, three, <laughs> ice. ice massage and yeah. vacations. That was my three. Yeah, my I'm. Three uh, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of spends on different things. So I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. on the more frugal side. I think more than you, but oh yeah, hey yeah. man, it, it's uh, <laughs> and that's another thing that's interesting is is saving has become like such a, a philosophy i think they, they promote saving so much like oh you should try to save every penny and stuff like don't spend money but here wait i think for 20 year olds i think you're gonna say just just what i'm gonna say um otherwise otherwise i'll let you go but it's about everybody promotes saving so much more than like getting out there and making money when when making that money 10 times over would be so much like time so much time better spent um like, yeah. like saving 20 bucks is way like is so so much more of a hassle than like making 20 bucks yeah it's like yeah um oh what i was gonna say is like it it seems like almost you'd see so much stuff about saving before like even like a year or two ago because people would say oh just put your stuff in uh in the s&p and then it all crashed and yeah. now everyone's just saying well you gotta invest in yourself you gotta invest in the yeah. s&me 500 <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It's exactly what I've been saying. <laughs> the TikTok algorithm is, is following the trends too, man. It it's is. Following the market. It really is. Yeah, that's for sure. We can get into that though. We should have, we should have a, some stock market uh, or investing 
Yeah, business advice. I mean, episodes. Yeah, definitely, a, definitely some business. I mean, I think the whole thing's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of kind of business tidbits, but oh, yeah. definitely the, to the story of AI accessible warrants in an episode on its own. Um, oh yeah, and That's and all the sure. other stuff going on. Uh, we got a we got a couple new things brewing here, so it's exciting. And uh, yes, sir, can't give out the ideas though. Oh yeah, we gotta keep it keep yeah. it under covers for now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All well, right, I guess well, uh, I think we did pretty good for a uh, first episode. What do you think? I agree. I'll, uh, I'm, 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 I think we got a lot of good stuff out, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next one, man. We're up to When's the next one. Up to an hour ten here. Yeah, hopefully we can pump out a couple a week. I think at the very least we can try to do like one one longer form and maybe one shorter form during the week. Obviously, yeah, we're, we're busy guys. Like we didn't dive too much into what we do on a daily basis, but. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, show. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess I hope uh, anybody who's listening enjoyed. Um, check out our, mm-hmm. our socials and leave a rating if you can. Much appreciated. And, check uh, out AIaccessible.ca. Yeah, if you're interested in, in kind of seeing what we work on uh, professionally, AIaccessible.ca. It's all over our social medias anyway. So yeah, yeah check us out. Uh, if there's anything, keep, keep, get in touch. Like. Literally, and, and and when I say anything, I mean anything. If you need somebody to talk to, um, we're there. We're, we're, we're happy to kind of talk about it like we've been saying. So I think uh, everybody needs someone to talk to at some point. So don't hesitate. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff, Kurt. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.